0: Heavenly Father, open thou our eyes that we may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Your servant said that in Psalm 119, verse 18. Help that to be the prayer this morning for all that's out here, all that raised their hands. And those even that didn't raise their hands, I pray that you would still speak to hearts and help us, Father, to hear from you, but to not just be hearers, but to be doers also. And I pray that this message would challenge us Encourage us, exhort us, and teach us how we can please you. And so, Father, we ask your help. Allow my my thoughts and my mind and my my lips to be pleasing in your sight. And we pray that you would be honored and glorified. And we ask these things in the name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. This message this morning is going to be for three groups of people. And I believe all of us, and I put myself in that same category, all of us are in that same category. The first set of people this message is for is for those of you who grew up in a Christian home. You had a mom and a dad, or a parent that was saved, they went to church, uh, they brought you to church. You maybe got saved at a young age, four, five, six never really experienced the world, never really experienced what's out there. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I wonder what it would be like to just get drunk once. I wonder what it would be like to get high just one time. So there's a section of individuals here who grew up in a Christian home, squeaky clean, homeschooled, (laughs) you name it. Never really got into the world. Then there's another group of people here. There are some of you here that you have the stain of sin or the scars of your past still very real on you. You look at your life and you say, how in the world did I get from there to here? You made some mistakes. You were in the world. You were deep into the world. People cannot believe that you got saved. And sometimes, maybe you wonder, Should I go back for one more time? Should I, should I try this one more time? And then I believe there's a third set of people. The third set of people are, are those really in these two sections combined, and you are here now and you say, hey, I, I, I've decided, I'm, I'm, I'm living for the Lord, but maybe in the future something's going to happen. We talked yesterday about trials and testings and maybe you're going to be at a grave site and you're going to question yourself, should I continue serving the Lord or should I go into the world? Because it doesn't seem like they have any problems. It seems like uh, LeBron James can do all that he can and, and one commercial make millions of dollars and I can't pay my school fee. And so maybe... You haven't been addressed this question yet, but maybe you will be addressed with this question at some time in your life. Should you serve God? Should you go back into the world? Although I'll be here this weekend, and I I don't know if we got the slides up yet, Ryan. I know we, um, thank you, brother. I know we got the, um, we got this weekend going on, and so I will see most of you, if not all of you, this weekend if you're going to be here. But this is technically my last message to you, the students, and of course to our visiting guests. We're so glad that you are here. But this is my last message to you, and, and, and any good evangelist know you, you want to have a good message to encourage the saints and something to remind them and something to leave them with. So I'm going to leave you today homeschool. Never tasted the world. Saved out of the world. So saved from the world. Saved out of the world. And those who will be tempted with the world later. I'm going to give you three words. And I pray that these three words stay with you. Take your Bibles with me, please. Turn to Luke chapter 17. We're gonna read some cont- for for context. Kind of get when we say context, we mean we, we want to get a better understanding of, of the passage. Make sure we understand everything that's happening. We don't want to take for granted just taking one verse out of context or or taking one verse and, and making a doctrine on one verse. But we want to really understand why that verse is where it is in the Bible. So in Luke chapter 17, verse 24, the Bible says, and it's written in red. So when it's written in red, who is speaking? Jesus is speaking. And he says, for as the lightning that lighteneth out of the one part under heaven shineth unto the other part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. Jesus is saying, and we're just going to run through these real real quickly, Jesus is saying, he's coming back, and he's coming back quickly. Have you ever seen lightning? It's just this one flash, and then it's gone. So Jesus says, he's coming back quickly. Then it goes on verse number 25, and it says, but first, must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. Verse 26. "And as it was in the days of Noah," meaning Noah, so shall it also be, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man." OK? What's the days of Noah? Notice what the next verse says, verse 28. Likewise, sorry, verse 27. "They did eat, they drank. They married wives, they were given in marriage until the, day, until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Okay, so let's, let's kind of get the context here of what's happening. Let's, let's see what's happening. So Jesus says, I am going to come quickly. It's almost going to be like, not almost, it's going to be like lightning. Just a flash, Jesus comes. Okay, he's coming back. Again, we would consider this either the rapture, if you want to look at it from that perspective, him coming back to get us, that's one part. Or you could also say when he comes in his millennial reign, he's coming back to reign for a thousand years. However you decide to say it, because he's already on earth at this time, but Jesus is coming back. So for sake of this argument, or this message, let's use it as when he comes back for the rapture, he comes back to get his saints. He says he's going to come quickly. And he says he is going to come when it's like the days of Noah. So what was the days of Noah? Okay, real quickly, just a synopsis. The days of Noah was that God told Noah to build an ark, a big, huge boat. He said, build this boat because I am going to judge the land. And Noah built this ark for over 150 years. And I could just imagine people walking by as he is hammering the nail into the wood And people walk by and they say, look at that fool. Hey, Noah, what are you doing? I'm building an ark because God's going to judge the earth. (laughs) All right, buddy, you do you. And they would mock him. They would make fun of him. But when the judgment of God came, it came so quickly that they had no time to be saved. Judgment was coming, as in the days of Noah. So in the days of Noah, when judgment was coming, God was getting ready to judge the earth. Everybody was dancing, partying, living in the world. Then he says, again, giving another illustration, notice what he says now. Going down now into verse number thirty twenty-eight. Likewise, also as it was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. Okay, so what's Lot? So Lot was in a place called Sodom. So Lot was in Sodom. God was going to bring judgment on Sodom. And while Lot was in Sodom, And he, at the very last option, had to tell people to get out. They were dancing, partying, living in the world. Well, Lot gets out of Sodom. We're going to look at it a little bit more. Lot gets out of Sodom. But something happens that Jesus wants you to remember. And we're going to look at this verse and we're going to understand this verse and get more into it. Verse 32, remember Lot's wife, remember Lot's wife, say it with me church, remember, remember Lot's wife. wife, say it again college students, remember wife. say it again our guests, remember wife. everybody one more time, These are the words of Jesus. And he boils everything down to this. Three words. What a master teacher. What Jesus could say in three words, I can't say in three sermons. Remember Lot's wife. Homeschooled, never been out into the world. Remember Lot's wife. Lived in the world, got saved out of the world. Remember Lot's wife. May be tempted to change from your decision to following God to following the world. Remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. When it was time to run and get away, remember Lot's wife. Let's look at the command. The word is remember. It's to be mindful, to call to mind, to hold in memory, to keep in mind. It's for husbands, It's your anniversary date. You want to remember your anniversary date because if you don't, there is a different sort of punishment that can be coming down. So what you do with that date or or when a child gets a certain age and they can remember their birthday and you say, "When, when is your birthday? And they can say, my birthday is such and such. They hold on to that date. That is a date that you don't forget. I think of a of a date in our recent history that I don't think we will very soon forget. In fact, this date is broken down into 3 numbers. 911 so, what does that mean? That means that people understand that on this specific date, it is so important. We don't need to say what happened and the terrorist acts and, and the, the, the twin towers. We don't need to say all of that. It, it's all summarized in just three numbers 9 11. Remember 9 11. And Jesus is saying, the same way you remember your, your, your anniversary, the same way you remember your birthday, the same way you remember 9 and 11, remember Lot's wife. Don't let this go out of your mind, college student. I don't care if you're a senior or a freshman. Don't forget it. I don't care if you're out into the world already and you've already graduated. Don't forget these three letters, these three words. Remember Lot's wife. That's the command. So the question is: who is Lot's wife? (laughs) She must be rather important. Jewish history states that her name could have been either Adith or Ireth. Historians believed she was from Sodom. She was married to Abraham's, this is the same Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. She was married to Abraham's nephew. They lived in Sodom. So now we have to see what happens. So now this is where we compare Scripture with Scripture. You might have heard that term. Well, we got to compare Scripture with Scripture. So now let's take our Bible. Keep your finger in Luke chapter 17. Now let's go to Genesis chapter 19. Genesis chapter 19. What is so important about this person? Genesis 19. In verse number 19, sorry, verse number 15. Genesis 19, verse number 15. The word of God says, And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife, remember Lot's wife, Take thy wife and thy two two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters. The Lord being merciful, the Lord being merciful, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. So these are two angels. Two angels, God is going to judge Sodom. He sends two angels to get Lot and his family out. So the two angels grab Lot, grab Lot's wife, grab Lot's two daughters, and pulls them and says, get out of here. Impending judgment is coming. Just like in the days of Noah. Impending judgment is coming. Let's get out. He was merciful to them. Verse 17, and it came to pass. When they had brought them forth abroad that he said escape for thy life What's the next four words church Say it again Neither stay thou in all the plain escape to the mountain lest thou be consumed and Lord said unto them oh not so my lord behold now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight and thou hast magnified thy mercy which thou hast shewed unto me in saving my life, and I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me and I die. Behold now, this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also. Lot said, I don't want to go here. I want to go here. Fine, great, no problem. That I will not overthrow this city, for the which thou hast spoken. Haste thee. Escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become hither. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zora. Verse 24. Judgment appears. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the city, cities, and that which grew up upon the ground. And in verse 27, And Abram got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord, and he looked towards Sodom and Gomorrah, and he saw the smoke, and he saw all that was going on. And what eventually happened in verse number 26, But his wife looked back from behind him, And she became a pillar of salt. So picture what's happening now. God's getting ready to to send judgment onto Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot and his family is in Sodom. God sends two angels. Those two angels were proposed by some other evil men to do some sinful acts. These two angels said, Lot, God can, (laughs) this is amazing. God can't judge this place until you all get out. Lot, it's time to go. They grab Lot's arm. They grab Lot's wife's arm. They grab his two daughters' arms. And they began to pull him. Lot said, I can't go where you want to take us. Can we go a little, to someplace else? They said, OK, fine, let's get out. As they are getting out and the angels are rescuing them, Lot's wife does this. That's it. Lot's wife didn't kill nobody. Lot's wife didn't call God's name in vain. Lot's wife didn't disobey her husband. Lot's wife didn't burn down some church. All she did... And the moment she did that, she became a statue of salt. And that's why God said, Jesus says, remember Lot's wife. Say, preacher, preacher, hold on, hold on, hold on. You mean to tell me, (laughs) you mean to tell me David could sin with Bathsheba, Kill her husband. And he still live? And all this woman did? Is God not fair? Is God irrational? Come on now, seriously, David, think of David. I want us to consider this, though. As we consider the person, I want us to consider this. I want us to consider the place of Sodom. In, in chapter 18, verse 20 and 21, notice what the Bible says. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, uh, grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which has come unto me, and if not, I will know. God says, This place called Sodom is evil. This place of Sodom did not have 10 godly people. In uh, in the same chapter, in verse uh, 23 to 32, Abraham says, God, please don't destroy Sodom. God, if there are 50 people there, would you not destroy it? And God said, okay, if there are 50 people there, I won't destroy it. He goes from 50 to 10. Abraham says, God, if there are 10 godly people in Sodom, would you destroy it? God says, no, I won't won't destroy it for 10. I won't. He couldn't find 10 godly people in this wicked place. This place was wicked. The Bible says this in Ecclesiastes 16 and 49, that Sodom, the sins of Sodom was pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness. God was going to rain judgment on Sodom. God was, was against Sodom. So why did he judge the way that he judged? Think about her judgment. She became a pillar of salt. Nobody else in scripture, nobody else in history was ever judged like this woman. She stood by herself. At least the people in Sodom could die together. She died by herself. She is the only person, like I said, to be judged like this. And finally, her judgment was final. There was no mercy. There was no leprosy, that maybe God could have given her leprosy, and then after the leprosy, God could have healed her. No. Her judgment was final. Now here's here's the here's a million dollar question. Why? Why? Let me give you some thoughts. She disobeyed a simple command. Don't turn back. Don't turn back. That's all. It's not like, gotta go find a sacrifice. It's not like uh, telling Abraham, go kill your son. It's not like uh, Peter, walk on water. It's not like parting the Red Sea. Hey, simple. I got a simple command. Don't turn back. Do you know how many people die because they don't obey simple commands? Ladies and gentlemen, it's not the complex things of Christianity that I have a problem with, it's the simple things. Asking for forgiveness. I don't don't struggle with Daniel 70 weeks. I'll be honest. I don't really struggle with that. But I struggle with loving people who don't love me back. Simple commands. Young person, you say, why do we have all these rules? Let me tell you something about rules. Sometimes rules are just for you to get the discipline to follow simple commands. You may not have those same rules when you graduate. You may not have those same rules for the ministry that you're going to start. You may be in a different field. Hey, you, you, we have church on Sunday, but you may go to a country or go to a place, and you're, you have to have, have it on, on Monday that's, that's not the point. But the point is, can you follow simple rules? One simple rule, don't turn back. But I know what some of you are saying. Well, preacher, didn't other people not obey God's law and they didn't get turned into stone, to salt? Aha, I agree. Here's the next problem I believe she had. Lot's wife got out of Sodom. But Sodom didn't get out the Lord's wife. Sodom was, Sodom was, was a place that she held there to her heart. Maybe, maybe she looked back and she was saying, you know what? I just want to go get a few items that I left there. Maybe she, maybe she turned back and you know what she was really saying? I don't want to go with this man. I'd rather be in Sodom. So can you imagine how God feels in the fact that he is rescuing this woman and her two daughters from judgment and she has the audacity to turn back and to turn in essence her back on God's deliverance and turn back and admire God's judgment. How dare you, Lot's wife, God in numerous parts of the scripture was saying that he was merciful. He didn't have to save Lot. He didn't have to say, they were in Sodom. They could have died with all of the other Sodomites. But God did, a, he sent two angels. He didn't even send one angel. He sent two angels to come and take you out and to pull you out and to say, get out. I want to rescue you. And she had the audacity to take God's mercy for granted and say, oh yeah, this is God's deliverance, but I'm in love with Sodom. So, how can we apply this verse? Homeschool kids, never once had alcohol on your lips, never once been to a club. Some of you are sitting there and in the the heart of your heart, you kind of fell in love with the world from what you saw on television. You kind of fell in love with the world from what you see on social media. And maybe you hear people talk about what they used to do in their past, and you're saying to yourself, man, I'd love to try that. And it's gotten to the point where some of you have built up this resentment against your parents that have tried all their life to protect you from the things of the world. You've built up a resentment and you've kind of said, you know what, mom and dad, they just, why don't they give us some freedom and let us live? And, and my friends get to do it, and, and my, I, I know kids that got to do it, and, 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 I got, and maybe all of a sudden, instead of you looking at your parents like those two angels that have rescued you from the scars of sin, you turn your back and you say, wow, well, I wonder what it would be like to be in the world. Remember Lord's wife. Remember Lord's wife. She had the same mindset, God's deliverance. Do you know how many people in here that have done sins in their life that they wish if they had a a pill or something in their their, capacity to erase from their mind, that they would erase it in a second? And here you are fantasizing about some sin that you want to commit as if the world loves you, as if the world wants what's best for you as if the pleasures of this world is to be compared to the glory of heaven. And maybe some of you homeschool, church kids who never gotten anything, maybe today you need to, when this chapel is over, get on your phone, call your parents, and apologize for what's in your heart. And say, Mom, Dad, forgive me for the attitude I've had, but I just want to say thank you for saving me from the world. Thank you for putting me in a place where I could be saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. And you put me in a position to protect me. Thank you for what you've done because mom died. I don't have no scars. Remember Lot's wife? Maybe there's some of you today that would say, preacher, I, I was not a squeaky clean kid. Preacher, if you knew my past. all the better for you to know your past has scarred you why in the world would you ever think of going back at least with the with the christian kids that grew up in christian home they don't know what they don't know but you know and God sent an angel in the form of a pastor, or God sent an angel in the form of a, of a soul winner, and they led you to Christ, and they gave you and showed you the mercy of God, and they got you out of that sin. And that sin, if you didn't, if you don't understand it, just like Sodom and Gomorrah, just like in Noah's day, that sin would have led to God's judgment, and you would have ended up in hell. And someone took the time to show you the gospel, and to show you how to be saved, and to rescue you out of sin away from the world, away from those friends, away from those things, and you got friends right now that are in jail or dead. And instead of you looking to God, man, I kind of miss, kind of miss the club. Hey, when I, when I, when I leave for Christmas break, I'm going to break out. You, of all people, remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. And no doubt there's going to come a time when we're all going to be tested, we're all going to be tempted. Maybe your ministry isn't growing. Maybe your prayers aren't being answered. Maybe God has gone silent. And you look at the world and you see money, fame, power. They got it all. And maybe sometimes you just want to turn back and say, you know what? (coughs) Could I just leave this for a second and just go into the world just for a day? If you try to go into the world for a day, it'll be years before you get out. When you're faced with the decision whether to stick with God, even when you don't see the fruit of your labor, and you start to think, maybe I should just quit and go back and get a real job instead of this ministry thing. Remember Lot's wife. You know what this means, folks? As we celebrate Veterans Day, when you go into the military, you don't go into the military saying, well, I hope I live. And if, and if it gets too hot, I'm going to retreat. And if there's too many guns and too much bullets, I'm going to just run back home. No, 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 that, that's not how the military works. You know how the military works? You sign on that dotted line and you commit yourself, you say, Guess what? No retreat, no surrender. You know what we need our our college students to say? No retreat, no surrender. I'm not gonna quit. I'm not gonna go back to the world. I'm not gonna go back to my old friends. I'm not gonna go back to the old clubs. I'm not going to fantasize about what I didn't do. I'm not going to fantasize about the clubs. I'm not going to fantasize about what my friend said. I am here serving God, and I've cut all ties. There's no retreat. There's no surrender. There's no turning back. I've made up my mind, and I'm moving forward, and I'm serving God. Because I will hold this thought in my mind. I won't forget these three words. Remember Lot's wife. The song we sing I have decided to follow Jesus. You know, we sing some songs we don't mean. I don't know about you, but sometimes I look at songs and I say, I can't sing that right now. I, I'm not walking with God right now. I'm not witnessing like I should. I can't, say I, lo- I can't sing I love to tell the story when I can't tell the person across the street. I can't sing that one right now. I got to get some things right in my heart. We sing all these songs. I have decided. I, I, not your parents, not your youth pastor, not your professor. I have decided to follow Jesus. No, no what? How it must break the heart of Jesus to see us committing sins and in love with the same world that put him on the cross. I have decided to follow Jesus hey, hey preacher if this evangelist thing doesn't work out do you have a plan B another ministry <laughs> you like sell cars or be a, you'd make a good insurance guy I, I think you'd do real good at insurance and I'm not saying that if you do those things that, that's wrong that if, God's, if God has you in that field praise the Lord we need Christian insurance agents but what I'm saying is, for me, if God has called me to something, there's no, there's no plan B. There's no, well, I'll try this as long as I can get paid. And when I don't see the money coming in, then I'm going to go switch. No, there's no plan I I don't have a plan B. I don't know what a plan B is. I cut those sides long ago. The world... Behind me, the cross before me. No turning back. Praise the Lord. No turning back. Students, if I could leave you with a message. I'll just sum it up in three words. Faculty, visitors, saints, Homeschool Christian kids saved out of, um, from sin, uh, students who have been into the world and saved out of it, and those who will be tempted to go back into the world. Can I leave you with three words? Remember Lot's wife. Maybe this morning you need to simply come to God and say, God, I have decided to follow Jesus. Maybe you got some phone numbers in your phone, and I'm not going to be the person to tell you to delete the number you know. I'm going to be the person to tell you, you got to tell that person, I have decided to follow Jesus. And I want to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with you. And I know we did some sins together, but I got it right with God, and I want to get it right with you. Now, if they delete you, that's on them. But maybe this morning you have some, some, some stuff that you've been looking back at. Or maybe this morning you just need to come and say, that's it, no plan B. No plan B. And maybe that's what you need to say this morning. But whatever God, however God has spoken in your heart, I pray that today we would leave here and remember Lord's wife. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Help these students, God. Help us as faculty. Help us as adults. Help us as Christians not to turn back. Help us to stay the course. The world behind us, oh, Father, and the cross before us.